welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I'm Jay. And I still haven't slept since the last time you've heard my voice. You're still delirious. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do I got on the table? I got a Celsius, which you should not drink. <laughs> Unless they start sponsoring the show, then drink them up. <laughs> yeah. And then a big Pepsi, because they were out of Dr. Pepper. Mm. Well, that'll do. You know what Dr. Pepper is? Mm. Barbecue soda, soda. Barbecue uh. pop. Okay, I can see that. So who's freak of nature are we going to talk about? Today? Are you asking me? Yes. One of my favorites. And it's kind of funny because they're they're all my favorites. Oh yeah, true. It's like God's children. They're all they're all equal. <laughs> I just carry these ones a lot more. That's true. Um, the loggerhead, also known as the alligator snapping Why turtle. Why the heck did you just call the loggerhead? Because I did a report on these in seventh grade, and that's the snapping. only thing I remember about them. So there's actually we'll get to it. Yeah, the alligator snapping turtle, really cool. Uh, America's biggest freshwater turtle. Uh, it's one of the biggest freshwater turtles in the world. There's only a couple that really kind of get over that size range. What would that be? Uh, there's a couple. In, there's, oh gosh, I can't even remember the common name, but it's uh, like one of the giant soft shells of uh, India. Mm. Get like 6,700 pounds, but I think there's one pair left in the world. Push the holy moly button. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Holy moly. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It's a but, big turtle. But, uh, a couple of people are working on looking in the wild in a couple of pristine areas, and they think there may still be a small population out there. That'd be neat. So who knows? Anything could be possible. True words have never been said. But no, yeah. So alligator snapping turtles uh, have been endangered in a good chunk of their range. Um, but they used to have a much bigger like historic range. Like they used to be in Indiana, Ohio. Pretty much, it's the Mississippi drainage. Mm. So if you live somewhere that is the Mississippi drainage, you have the chance to have an alligator snapping turtle. What's the difference between a drainage and a watershed? They're kind of the same thing. Okay. It's just kind of different terminology. Hmm. Okay. So I guess watershed would be the smaller scale of drainage. Okay. Because it's just like the Mississippi River watershed. It would be kind of goofy to say. <laughs> I don't know. I know, but I'm just saying from my perspective, if you said the Mississippi River watershed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's 80% of the country goofy. Gotcha. Like, uh, but drainage is, I guess, the more appropriate term. Ah, oh, that's like the, a big scale. I oh, gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Like, you wouldn't talk about, like, Hog Creek, our local creek's drainage. Yeah, you but you talk about the Hog Creek watershed. It wouldn't even be the Hog Creek watershed. It'd be the uh, Ottawa so, River watershed. Or the Scioto River watershed? Uh, no, it'd be the, the Great Miami. Oh, okay. So Hog at, Creek flows into the Great Miami. Look at us getting down dirty with the watersheds. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they are the uh, they're the only one in their family. Well, not the only one in their family. They're the only living member of their direct lineage. There is, you know, they're obviously close related to the Mexican giant-headed snapping turtle and the uh, the common snapping turtle. Hmm. The common snapping turtle is one of the one of the most diverse turtle like is in range in the U.S. Okay, they just kind of pop up everywhere. They don't care. They're like I've seen them in sewer ponds. I've seen them in giant like uh, clear water deep lakes. I've seen them in swamps. I've seen you know, him up in the northern lakes in Minnesota. I've seen him climbing a chain link fence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're one of the two major members of the Stabbitrol families that live here. They're completely native to the U.S. 
Uh, I'm trying to find. Sorry, guys. It's a little impromptu. But yeah, their bite pressure is kind of argued because it's kind of a little hard to to measure it. Right. Like, yeah. To get them to bite as hard as they can. We've heard anything from uh, around 2,000 pounds per square inch. So that's on par with something like a great white shark or a large saltwater crocodile. Dang. Uh, or up to six to 7,000 pounds per square inch for the big adult alligator stabbing turtles, which is on par with an orca. Dang. That's strong. Uh, that's strong. Yeah. yeah. So they, they rival a lot of the big carnivorous dinosaurs for bite pressure. Oh, no. Uh, there's a couple of the big ones that beat it, like obviously like T-Rex and stuff, because T-Rex are designed like pit bulls, you know. They have, their head's just made to crush. I mean, these guys are pretty much like dinosaurs. Yes. So their their whole skulls, like if you ever get the chance, everybody at home, to look up a picture of an alligator sniper turtle skull, it's just designed to have as much bite force down as quick as possible. And you don't think of turtles as being fast. And these guys generally aren't fast as in walking. But they their bite speed is like instantaneous. Well, when we used to have one in here, mm-hmm. I've watched him bite a fish or two. And yeah, it's bam, it's now. These are kind of considered vulnerable now. So they've been downgraded from uh, federally endangered. Uh, so that just means in some parts of their range, they're doing really well. And other parts are still really struggling. Mm, okay. Uh, turtle hunting. It's not for me. I know we have listeners that do it. It's just not for me. But turtle hunting is non-selective. So when you're supposed to be catching like just the common snappers and like soft shells, oh, people every once in a while you get, and it's not like they're not killing the alligator snapper turtles on purpose. Right. But they're still, the method of harvest is still going to kill them. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. They are found pretty much, uh, like I said, the Mississippi drainage and the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, they have popped up in Mexico a couple times. So pretty much anything, mm-hmm. they popped up in Florida. They can live in saltwater? Uh, so they are like estuary hoppers. Okay. So they don't really, like, they're not fully saltwater, but they can kind of. So they can swim they through and get the, to the next spot. Do the edge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, these guys are big. Quite, quite big. But typical age, our typical size uh, is up to 32 inches uh, shell length. Oh. Uh, and anywhere from 155 pounds to 200 pounds for a large old adult. Uh, in captivity, these guys rarely get over 70 to 80 years old. Uh, most common is 45. And we talked about that on the other show uh, this week on Monday on Oceanic Crocodiles, uh, where that's just mainly due to reptiles just don't do good in captivity, especially right. these old giant reptiles. They just don't get to those ages and they don't get to their lengths and mm-hmm. yeah, and their weights like they would in the wild. <clears throat> They'll eat anything that fits in their mouth. They're very opportunistic. Uh, so they're scavengers just as much as they're predators, uh, just like any like any good turtle. That's why they've made it long past the dinosaurs went extinct, is that they're not generally very picky of what they're going to eat. If it fits, they're going to eat it. Rotten, don't care. Fresh, don't care. Uh, I've seen a bite. I, there was one video of an alligator snapping turtle that bit on an alligator's tail, an actual alligator, oh. and the alligator couldn't get to it, and the alligator snapping turtle wouldn't let go. <laughs> And this is like a big, like six, seven foot alligator, yeah. like, like a twenty pound turtle. He's just hanging on. He's like, I will wear him out. I'm going to wear him out. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these the like I said, they'll eat anything. And there's even like this is kind of an argued fact. So not really a fact, but kind of an argued point that they may even be partially uh, herbivorous, so omnivores, to where they're eating some plant matter. There's some evidence suggests they eat stuff like roots, like cattails and stuff like mm. that, especially when times are hard. Yeah, because those are full of starch and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So there seems like they may be even that much more opportunistic to where if they really have to, they'll start eating those specialized plants. Gotcha. To get those starch and stuff like that. 
Is that what makes them freaky? What's the freakiest thing? The bite pressure, mostly. Okay. The lightning fast speed. And they're just, they're ostroderms on their tails and the spikes on their shell. Gotcha. This is a living, like, Bowser, like, from R- Mario. Right, yeah. So that's where they get their name, too, is the ostroderms on the tail and their spikes on their shells. So they're mm. really, really spiky. And there's three subspecies of alligator snapping turtle. Uh, and it depends on which one you get. Like, in captivity, there's, uh, it's really, like, basically everyone wants the spiky one. The spiky subspecies, but okay. there's subspecies that are smooth. Yeah, almost, I mean, but the spikies look the coolest. Yeah, of course you want that. Yeah, just when they get 200 pounds though, and you have to move them from tank to tank. Good luck. Do you want something covered in spikes, or do you want something with a little bit of a smoother shell? Well, at least with the spikes, you have something to grip onto a little bit. Wrap your thumbs around them. <laughs> yeah, so they, like I said, they are well, they were confused for one species, but 2014 they actually found that there's three genetic uh, variants hmm. here in the U.S. The one in Texas, they're working on actually being declared as its own species. And it would immediately, why this takes so long is it because it would immediately receive uh, federal Prote- endangered species status. Protection. Yeah, it's in an area, it's in the, it's called the Shawnee uh, alligator snappy turtle. I've actually got to see one hmm. uh, before. This is when, where was I down there? This is when, like, I can't remember. It was when they were just working on it. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. You can, uh, so one of the reptiles that is sexually determined in the egg by temperature. Oh, okay. So you can determine which kind, what In you captivity, hatch. it's much easier. But in the wild, uh, hotter temperatures generally hatch more females and cooler temperatures generally hatch more males. Hmm. There's many, many scientific uh, kind of theories of why this is for environmental factors. Uh, so males generally kind of stay smaller. Females get a lot larger. So there's kind of this thought that on cooler years, there's going to be less food, so they'll produce more males that year. Ah, uh, yeah. But there's not there, that's not obviously been proven. It's just a theory. A couple zoologists have got the Nobel Prize for working with alligator snapping turtles. For In what regards? Uh, just kind of like with their conservation and stuff like that. These guys are almost wiped off the planet, and okay. now they're actually coming back. Oh, good. That's nice. That's nice to hear. So I have ignored their freakiest aspect on purpose. Okay. Their lure. Oh, their tongue. Yeah. yeah. So they have a small modification on their tongue that looks just like this tiny little red worm. Yep. And they sit there and they twitch, and their jaws are basically like a hinge pin trap. It's like a mouse trap. Yeah. So they literally have their jaws extended as far as they can, and it's there's like a little tiny trigger, and it's like it's it's hard to explain, but it's almost like a hydraulic that closes. Like it's not like super fast it, hydraulic. Yeah, yeah. It's keeping its jaws open, but yeah, it's really cool. Um, there's one thing also you've you haven't mentioned yet that I remember from my seventh grade report. Hmm. These guys like to grow uh, moss and uh, all sorts of things on their shell. Yeah, so that's a turtle thing in general, like okay. aquatic turtles. I it's, thought it was mostly these guys in general. Do you know why they do so it's, much? It's camouflage, right? Well, they don't do it on purpose. There's nothing that the turtles doing to encourage oh. growth. Is it just because they sit and wait so long? Like they're sitting and waiting for their food with their little lure? Yes, and it's because the next fact, they're almost the fully aquatic turtles. Yeah, they're always underwater. Yeah, so yeah. that's why they grow up more than anybody else. Okay. Because they're not getting out and basking, especially it, as adults. Uh, that's right, yep. Uh, alligator snapping turtles are perfectly fine as long as they can stand and breathe in the water. Like they mm-hmm. can sit. They won't come on land because they're so they get so large and their heads are so big, it's hard Females are the only ones that will come on the land, and it's just to lay eggs. Oh, gotcha. And juveniles will, too, but, yeah, they actually, uh, they can also smell with some parts of their throat, as in they kind of taste the water is mm. what that means, but it's like a scent smell. Right, yeah, yeah. Like a monitor lizard. They need to come up at least, or oh, they, 
here's this another contingent argument is the amount of time they can hold their breath. Ooh. So uh, on average, they say it's about an hour. Okay. But in Louisiana, there is that famous video of this giant alligator sandpaper turtle underneath the ice when it froze that year. Yeah. And it's walking around, and the guy's like following it on top of the ice. And it was under there for like four or five days. Oh, jeez. I was going to say, when we had Bosco here in the studio, he he definitely sat under We timed it one time. Uh, it was over like an hour and a half. Yeah. And like the, uh, the reptile zoo in Michigan. So if you Google green anacondas, which will be one eventually that we do, if you Google green anacondas and uh, see how long they can hold their breath, I think it says like 15 minutes to half hour. And he has a big adult one in his zoo. In his zoo and he timed it. He stood there and watched to make sure it didn't come up. It was, first it was eating and then it stayed down. He was like there for like an hour, 45 minutes. Mm. And then she came up, but she's she was not stressed. She was not like panic breathing, you know. Right. Yeah. This. So I b- fully believe we just the research has not been put in. Right. Because nobody really wants the people that are researching these animals generally like them. Yeah. So it's kind of dangerous. Like it's it's hard for them to just hold them underwater until they don't breathe anymore. Yeah, I would. That would be uh, oh, yep. That's the that's the max time. Yep. Up oh, dead. Yep. Yep. Uh, they grow extremely slow. For being how big they get, so I guess up to 200 pounds, the world record, though, is 415 pounds. Is his name Bosco? No, but remember, Bosco is 500 pounds. The yeah. beast of Cherubosco, Indiana. Dang. Uh, despite all these facts I've told you, uh, with these giant bite forces and this big, meaty animal, there's never been a fatal bite on a human. Hmm. There could be a fatal bite on a human. Yeah, you stuck your head under there. Uh, they'd crack you like a coconut. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that's been the alligator snapper turtle. Um, but yeah, what, you got anything else to add? I think it's a fun, cool creature. Uh, be aware of them. Don't get one as a pet unless you're really prepared. These are long lived turtles, uh, and they're very large. And this is not a reptile that you can afford mistakes with. That's true. If you get bit, it's like having venomous snakes. Like here's my opinion on people having venomous snakes. I think you should have to buy a permit. Uh, I think you should have to be inspected for your cages and stuff like that. And maybe even do a little training because you don't get to make mistakes. I did venomous snake handling in college Mm -hmm. and the most dangerous snake is the one that just bit you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But so it's the thing with these alligator snap turtles is the most dangerous one is the one that just removed a chunk of your hand. (laughs) Your fingers are gone. Yeah. Yeah, And the little ones will remove a finger. The big ones can remove a lot more. They don't lunge their heads like common snappers. Uh, they don't have the muscles to right. do that. They have in their a neck. fixed head, yeah. yeah. But there's just like it's like two axes slamming down. <laughs> they will remove whatever's in between them. Yep. So that's been Freaky Fauna. Uh, this week's weekend challenge. Ooh, I would love. So on the Cryptos of the Corn Facebook page, if you guys get out this weekend, I would love to see pictures of people going to like their local parks and stuff like that on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, especially if you can get a picture of a turtle. Ooh, yeah. Maybe have a little local pond or something like that. Any turtle. I'll tell you what, we may send a little care package to the best picture of a turtle for this next week. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So take a picture of a turtle, get out in the grass, swish your fingers through some water. I wouldn't do that one if there's an alligator snap turtle (laughs) in the pond. I was going to assume most people aren't around them, but hey, just not our listeners. Uh, you're true. You're we got right. a lot of reptile people in here. That's right. Let's do it. Then, you, yeah, s- carefully switch. I was going to say, it's probably about a 50-50 shot whether they're <laughs> within 100 feet of an alligator snapping turtle at this very minute. <laughs> oh, dig your toes in the dirt. You know, breathe the fresh air. Let, let some wind blow through your hair. 
and just enjoy the moment. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fauna Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.